Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Coming to you from Classic City, the capital of the Bulldog Nation, it's time for another edition of the podcast designed for the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA podcast. I'm your host, Tyler. And as the title of this episode indicates, if you haven't already figured this out, I have some great news to come on and discuss here today as top five national running back and top 50 overall prospect in the country, Branson Robinson from the state of Mississippi has officially committed to the G. And you guys are with me on this, right? This was some very, very welcome news as has become a summer tradition at this point for many in the Georgia fan base. People are, of course, freaking out about our recruiting efforts right now, claiming that Kirby Smart has lost his edge, Nick Williams' departure was a massive blow that we haven't recovered from, and who knows if we'll ever be able to recover from it. Certain coaches on staff are killing us, and on and on and on. I've heard so many different variations on the Georgia is getting murdered on the trail idea from people within our own fan base that I've just lost count now. I've just lost count. I have to pay attention to it at this point because it's just so omnipresent. It's everywhere. But as far as I'm concerned, and we've talked about this before on the show, again, we've done this every summer for like three or four years straight now. But as far as I'm concerned, to subscribe to that notion that Kirby's lost his edge and that we're just falling off the face of the earth when it comes to recruiting. We're just getting murdered and we have no way to recover from this. Like, what's going on? Oh my God, the sky is falling. To subscribe to that notion is to ignore history. As I said, this is nothing new. It's been happening for about three or four years running now, like clockwork, every summer. We hear the same things from pretty much the same people. Some people are just more inclined to worry and be anxious. And I get that. I'm a very anxious person myself. I have a lot of anxiety issues. And traditionally, going back years and years, I I did get anxious and I did freak out about recruiting. But I've learned, I've paid attention to history, I've learned over the years with Kirby Smart, that's the last thing that we ever need to worry about. And I would also just remind everyone that recruiting is very much a marathon. It is not a sprint. Remember Tennessee last year, right? Tennessee was sprinting, man. Like they were making waves this time last year, getting, getting big time recruits seemingly every single day for a couple of weeks straight. But at the end of the marathon, where was Tennessee? Yeah, that's right. They were off the map. They were off the radar. No one paid attention to Tennessee. Their class was terrible. It was below average. 
at the very least. We had Tennessee fans chirping left and right. Even old Clay Travis. You guys know Clay Travis. Even Clay Travis, who's not even a closet Tennessee fan. He's an out out and out Tennessee fan, which is fine. I respect that. I mean, even on his like national stuff, he was throwing in Tennessee recruiting content. And it's like, okay. And of course, they, you know, they were pumping their chest, talking trash, like, what's up now, Georgia? And it's like, okay, all right, cool. We'll just, you know, we'll do we'll keep doing our thing. And then lo and behold, what happens at the end of the cycle? Yeah, Tennessee's nowhere to be found. And they are looking way up at us yet again. So I've seen this story over and over and over again. And I'm personally just not worried about it. But I know other people are, you know, when we miss on a few recruits or we don't land certain guys that people have in their minds that we really should get, they really want us to land, even though, oh, I don't know, maybe they not be, they might not be as high on our board as their rankings would suggest they are. When we have a few decommitments, we see other teams land guys while we aren't landing all those guys or not landing as many people as, as everyone wants us to. People just naturally start to freak out. And, and on some level, I do get, get that. Again, I've been, I've been there. I've just, with Kirby Smart, I, I've kind of been conditioned to just not worry about it. Because to me, it's the summer. It's what happens with the Georgia football team, with our recruiting efforts, almost every summer now. Um, And every single year, it ends up being okay. In fact, it ends up being far more than okay. We end up finishing with a top three class. And sure, I can't discount the possibility. Maybe one day, all the people that freak out about our recruiting every summer, maybe one day they're going to be right. You know, it's possible. And maybe Kirby will lose his edge eventually. Maybe. But I'm just not going to buy that's going to happen until it actually happens. Because it's something that has quite simply never happened. And I'm just not in the business of worrying about things that have never happened. Could it happen? Sure. Yeah, a lot of things could happen, but you just don't worry about them until they happen, right? At least that's kind of the attitude I I take when it comes to that kind of stuff. But regardless, it's nice to get some good news on the recruiting trail. We have to admit that. And to get at least a brief reprieve from the oh my God, what's wrong with Georgia's recruiting refrain? It's nice to get a little little bit of a break from that. And guys, I am here to tell you, landing Branson Robinson is awesome news. This guy is a straight up 100% bona fide, legit beast, a dude, a baller, whatever you want to call him. Throw in whatever noun you want. He is that. I just did my list of the top 10 most wanted recruits in this 2022 recruiting class. And Branson Robinson, if you heard the show, was inside my top five, coming in at number four, only behind a trio of guys ranked inside the top 30 overall, two of those guys inside the top 10 overall in this 2022 recruiting class. And I said on that episode, and I'll say it again here today for anyone who might have missed it the first time, I think personally, this is me talking, I think Branson Robinson is the best running back in this class. And that's not just me saying that because he's now committed to the Georgia Bulldogs. I've been saying that for months. I've been saying it since we first offered him last October when who knew if we were going to ultimately end up landing him. I saw we offered him and as I always do, I went and pulled up his huddle tape and the very first time I watched it, I was sold. Like this dude, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't know if he was, was going to be the best back in his class at that time because I hadn't watched the tape of enough of the other guys yet, but now I have. Now I have in this 2022 class, and based off what I have seen, I haven't seen these guys in person. All I've seen are highlight tapes. There are some limitations there, absolutely, but based off what I've seen, which is all I can go off right now, I strongly believe he is the best 
running back in this class. So this isn't one of those, oh, he committed to Georgia, so now I have to prop him up kind of things. It's not that at all. I've been on this guy from the jump. I have. I've been on since last October. And if you haven't seen his tape yet, I strongly encourage you to go to Huddle and give it a watch. And I think you will see exactly what I see in this guy, which is that he is the total package. I know people always ask for comps. They want comparisons like, who is he most like? What other running back is he most like? Who does he remind you of? And that's always a hard question to answer. But I know people want to hear our thoughts on those kind of things. So I'll give you my best comp here. I think if you're asking for one single guy, I think he reminds me of maybe a more athletic Mark Ingram in his running style. And really, if I was trying to merge two players, I would say kind of like Mark Ingram, Nick Chubb. Put those two guys together. And I think that kind of gives you an idea of the skill set that we're talking about with Branson Robinson. Now, am I, is it going to be Mark Ingram and win the Heisman Trophy? I don't know that. We can't say or predict that. Of course not. Is it going to be Nick Chubb, who's one of the greatest Georgia football players of all time? I can't say or predict that. But if you're asking for running styles, what he looks like with the ball in his hands, I think it's a combination of those two guys. Uh, and I, I've called him this before, and, I, and I'll do it again here on the show. I call him a ball of muscle because that's what he is when you look at this guy play. He, he's a little sawed off. Uh, and he's extremely powerful. But the, the thing about Robinson is that, yeah, he's got power. He is sawed off. But he's not just one of those old school bruisers. The dude can move, too. He can move really well. He's got high-level footwork. He's fantastic in the short area. Great short area quickness. Great twitchiness. Which you wouldn't think if you just looked at him on the hoof. You wouldn't say, oh, that guy's got a lot of twitch to his game. But he does. Trust me, he does. And that gives him the ability to be a cutback threat in the zone run scheme. He's kind of got that uncanny ability to be able to to plant and cut without losing speed, which just gives him even more ability as kind of a cutback runner in a zone running scheme. But obviously, he can he can play in a gap scheme as well, man blocking scheme as well, because he's got that kind of power. He's got that kind of game. There's some versatility to what he can do in the backfield on what kind of schemes he fits in. Some guys are just straight up zone running scheme backs, and that's fine. Some guys are more like gap scheme stuff. But it's hard to find guys that can excel in both of those areas and do it as well as he does. He also flashes really good hands out of the backfield. He's an extremely patient runner. He has great vision, which also goes with his ability to be to operate as kind of a cutback zone scheme runner. And yes, definitely, he is a powerful running back. He's what I call a leg churner. His, his legs just never stop moving. That, that's very Nick Chubb-esque. Kind of like, this is what I said on the show last week when we did the top 10 most wanted recruits when we were talking about him. You know, think back to watching Nick Chubb all those times, right? And think about how Defenders would just bounce off Chubb because Nick just never stopped churning those legs. And he was obviously insanely powerful. His workout regimen is legend here. It's legendary at the University of Georgia and how much time he put in the, into the, the weight room and, and what kind of guy he was with his work ethic behind the scene. I don't know if Branson Robinson has that kind of work. I think I don't know that. It's very hard for anyone to have that Nick Chubb level work ethic, but he's got the kind of the physical profile that Nick Chubb has, and he does the same thing in terms of like running his legs. And like Nick Chubb, he doesn't go down just because he's supposed to go down. I think a lot of times running backs do that, and it drives me crazy. When they get hit, it's like, oh, well, I got hit, so I guess I'm supposed to go down. It's like, nah, man, you're supposed to keep running, dude. Keep those legs churning. Nick Chubb was elite at that, and I think Branson Robinson really brings that to the table as well. And he has elite contact balance, kind of go along with that. You gotta be able to turn your legs 
when you do get hit, you got to be able to stay on your feet, keep your balance. Think back to like Richard Samuel back back in the day, right? Remember that name from long ago? I guess it wasn't that long ago. Big, powerful dude, really athletic dude, former five-star presser coming out of high school. Um, never really found a position back and forth between linebacker and running back, when he, but when he played running back, yes, he had that incredible game in Florida, incredible game, but... That dude, as big and strong and as luckless as he was, just had trouble staying on his feet. I mean, talk about shoelace tackles. All you had to do is basically touch his shoelace and Richard Samuels and go down. And and I love Richard Samuel, great dude, but he just didn't play as big as he was. And I don't think, and I know that's not going to be a problem with Branson Robinson because he has elite contact balance and he runs with impressive pad level to go along with it. And on top of all that, if you need any more, if you need to be sold any further, he also has the home run speed to take it the distance. In short, what I'm telling you here, guys, is that he is 100% the total package at running back and will just add to the tradition of RBU here in Athens, Georgia. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Now, saying all of that, as good as I think he is right now, and as, as high of expectations I have for him long term while he is here in Athens, what are my expectations for him in year one in 2022? Look, I, I'll be honest with you guys. I You guys know I'm really high on Kendall Milton. I'm really high on Kenny McIntosh. I honestly think those are probably the two best backs in terms of like total package on the team this year. I love Zeus. I love James Cook. James Cook can do some things that other guys cannot do. He has a different kind of skill set. But I love Kendall Milton. I love Kenny McIntosh. I think those guys are going to be big-time running backs for us. And I believe that they are both going to be our one-two punch in 2022, God willing, if we can keep them on on the roster with how the transfer portal is working now. So I think they're going to be our one-two punch in 2022. I hope that they will be. I'm very, very high on them. You guys know that. Talk them up a lot. But I do also believe that Branson Robinson will get his touches as well as a true freshman in the 2022 season. I think he will be one of those guys that's just too good to keep off the field. I'm not saying he's going to get a ton of carries. I'm not saying he's going to be the starter. I don't think he's going to be. I don't think he's going to be in the top two, but he's going to get some touches. He's going to get some time on the field, and I think he'll make the most of that. And then in 2023, I do expect him to assume the role 
as our top guy at running back. Look, I like Dejan Edwards. I'm not forgetting about him. I know he's on the roster. He did some really good things last year when he got some opportunities. Yeah, it was in garbage time, but hey, he did what, what he could do when he was given opportunities. You got to like how a guy responds like that. I think Lavoisier Carroll can be a really good back. I'm pretty high on him in the backfield as well, but the problem with him is I just don't know what position he's going to be playing next year. Right now, we know he's working at cornerback. He was moved there in the spring to kind of fill some holes there as we just had no depth and we couldn't really operate a full practice with the lack of numbers at the cornerback position. And, and I've actually heard some good things about him taking to that position, but I also know that he can play running back. He's got elite home run speed. So I just, I don't know what the future holds for Lavoisier Carroll. It kind of depends on how he continues to grasp that position at cornerback and, and also who we recruit in, in these next couple of classes and who we've got coming in and just what the depth chart looks like at cornerback. But you just don't know. You just don't know. And look, I also really like, I'll say this. I really like the other back that we've already landed in this class. I don't want people to forget about him. Jordan James from Tennessee. Don't sleep on him. That guy is legit too. But without seeing his senior tape and without seeing him take a snap at the collegiate level, which I admit makes this a risky prediction, but I still feel really good saying that I expect Branson Robinson to be the guy at running back going into his sophomore year in 2023. And we will be in very, very good hands when that happens. Trust me, guys, we're fine at running back. And it really has been, and it continues to be an embarrassment of riches for us that position. I know there's a couple different teams out there that want to lay stake to the RBU moniker, say they're running back you. And that's cool. I mean, look, there is all subjective, but as far as I'm concerned, especially the last 10, 15 years, I mean, really going back to Herschel, Garrison Hurst, Tim Worley, there's just a line of guys. And of course, you know, the last decade or so, we've been as good as anybody at the running back position. So look, I'll give us the RBU title here. I'm sure some other fans and different fan bases argue that. And that's fine. There's a lot of great running backs through the years of different programs, but we have been as good as any program at that position. And so like, it's it's an embarrassment of riches. It is. And I, and I know that there are positions that we don't recruit as well. I know we've had trouble, for instance, consistently recruiting elite receivers because we haven't been viewed as a high-powered passing offense. We've gotten a guy here and there, go back to A.J. Green. I, I thought TK was really good. Then you get George Pickens, you win that battle. We got some guys a couple years ago. I know people are upset about the recruiting right now, but think back to just a couple of years ago, you land Jermaine Burton, you land Arian Smith, you land Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint, Justin Robinson. That's that is a, a that's an elite wide receiver recruiting off. You ask me, but consistently we don't recruit that position as well as other programs around us, and as well as we need to. That's fair. But being kind of this this team that has this kind of tradition, I guess, of being a a power running team and putting all these running backs in the league and having so much success with, with the running backs. It certainly helped us, obviously, with our running back rec- recruiting. So a tip of a cap to Del McGee, who was able to reach into Mississippi and land again, who I think is the best back in the country in this 2022 recruiting class. No offense at all to Jaden Blue, uh, Emmanuel Henderson, who is going to Alabama. Those guys are really, really good in their own right. I mean, we're, we're splitting hairs here, but give me Branson Robinson all day long over those guys. I just think he's more of a total package as I laid out earlier. And again, I, I'll remind you, don't sleep on Jordan James either. Landing Robinson, I think, puts the finishing touches on this running back recruiting class. But if you, if you pair those two guys together, Branson Robinson, Jordan James, I think that's an incredible duo. Uh, I don't think that James is at quite the level of Branson Robinson as a running back, but I don't think he's that far off, and it's going to make for one hell of a one-two punch at running back 
for years to come. So we are done at running back for the 2022 class. I don't see us taking another guy there. Uh, it's a numbers crunch. I think two guys is what we need, and that's what we've got now. We've got two really good ones. Now we need to go land a couple of studs on the defensive line. That's for sure. Some playmaking wide receivers would be nice. Some explosive passers at outside linebacker. Those are the remaining big-time needs as far as I'm concerned. And despite all the frustration, all the anxiety in some segments of the fan base, I am confident that will happen. We'll be able to fill our needs because you know what? We do every single year, guys. No, we don't get every guy we want. Nobody does. You can't hold any coach to that standard. Nobody gets everybody you want. But we fill our needs each and every year, and we do it in a big-time way. We will revisit this in December. But again, hit me up when Kirby lets us down the trail because the next time it happens will be the first time it's ever happened. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. All right, guys, uh, I'm going to get out of here in just a few minutes. We're not quite done yet. Just got a couple of. Uh of house cleaning items, a couple of things just to, to throw at you here real quick before we get out. I want to do it at the outside of the show. I want to get right into the, the breakdown of Branson Robinson. But just a quick reminder that we have started an Instagram page. We have listened to all of you guys. I know it's taken us a bit too long. I get it. I've kind of resisted because it's just, you know, when you run a podcast, you have a full-time job, you run a podcast, you you, you run the email account, the Twitter account, and an Instagram account is just one more thing. But I know a lot of you guys are big on Instagram and that's uh, something you've asked us to do for a while now. So I, I'm done resisting. We have thrown our weight full into Instagram and we will be doing our best to bring you some great content on Instagram. I think you'll see a little bit of a different side of the podcast on Instagram. I think that, at least that's what we're hoping for. We're gonna have a lot of fun with that. So I, I strongly encourage you to follow that. Follow us there. Just go to Instagram and search in Glory UGA Podcast and follow us. We'll have a lot of content for you guys leading up to the 2021 season. I'm actually really excited to have that account during the season. Because again, like we go to all these games, we go to all the road trips and all that stuff. And so we'll, we'll be able to bring you guys some stuff from those road games. Uh, for those of you who might not be able to, to, to make it to those games, we'll be, we'll be able to give you a little bit more of a feel of what's going on on site, on location for those games. So we'll bring you a little bit of flavor of, of what's going on when uh, we have some of these road games across the SEC. And of course, we'll, we'll bring you all the stuff we've got while we're here in Athens as well. So please help us out there. And uh, if you have Instagram, please give us a follow. We've also uh, reignited, I guess is what I would say, our dormant Facebook account, which we really hadn't used in like four or five years. But we're bringing that back because we want to have a place to kind of build more of a community between you guys and, and I'll just be able to, for us to be able to interact with you, for you to be able to interact with each other. So if you have Facebook, give us a follow on Facebook. Just search uh, for our Glory UGA podcast Facebook page. We're going to be posting a lot of stuff on there as well. So make sure to follow us there. And again, thank you to all of you who have taken the time to give us those five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. That's another huge way to help support the podcast. Can't tell you guys how much we appreciate that. We're going for, we're shooting for 275 five-star reviews by the time the season rolls around. And man, we've gotten really close to that number just within the last week. 
And uh, we're, I think, six away. We're almost 270 reviews right now. So we are very, very close. So help put us over the top there. If you have not given us a, a five-star rating review, if you get a chance, we would greatly, greatly appreciate that. I know it's kind of weird to do those things, but um, I promise you, it really helps our show. And if, and if you like what you what you hear on the show, if you like our content, that's one way to make sure that we are able to continue to bring that content. And also, hopefully, you know, take our, our, our show to the next level as well. And finally on the show today, guys, I'm going to get serious here for a minute. Some of you might have heard of this story. I don't know um, how much it's made the rounds around social media, but I got an email a couple of days ago from a guy that's helped me out with tickets in the past because, you know, I'm a season ticket holder, but that doesn't mean I have enough points to be able to go uh, to get tickets through all to all row games to the university because now with McGill Society, it's just astronomical. And uh, I'm certainly not a high roller. I, I donate what I can and I try to support the program, but I, I don't get enough. I don't have enough points to qualify for some of the big time row games. So I got to go to the secondhand market sometimes and find my way to to get some tickets to get, to get into some of these games. And so I have a couple guys that I've worked with in the past. And, and one of those guys sent me an email uh, and was just asking for me to be to try to support his grandson in any way that I could. And I, again, some of you might have heard this story, and I don't have all the details, but I'll give you what I have, and I'm going to put this on social media as well. But his grandson, uh, and this is a big-time dog fan, long-time dog fan, his grandson is an Oconee County volunteer fireman. So you guys know where Oconee County is. It's just outside Athens, right? And he was injured while cleaning up storm, storm damage on Highway 316, uh, about a week or so ago, he was actually hit by a, a drunk driver, um, which just drives me crazy, man. It's just heartbreaking stuff. Um, and of course, you know, as you can imagine, the drunk driver fled the scene. I think they were able to actually chase him down, thank God. Um, but his grandson, Spence, has had one surgery so far, but expected to have maybe four more. Uh, and I'm, again, I'm, there's a lot more detail here. I don't want to, you know, just throw it all out there right now. Just to give you an idea of some of the injuries that this guy is facing right now. Uh, his nose is broken in three places. His nose was nearly ripped off. It's going to require extensive surgery. Torn labrum in his soldier. Uh, torn meniscus. Bone chips under the knee. Surgery coming up soon for that. A fractured pelvis. Uh, a serious ankle injury that they can't even treat until the knee and pel- pelvis have been addressed and healed. Neck and head issues are still all being evaluated. Uh, and, and he and his wife are both self-employed. And obviously, as you can imagine, with injuries that severe, he's going to be out of work for a while. Uh, it's it's going to be a, a tough road for him in his recovery, but also for their family financially when you've got all these health issues and, and you've got just these unexpected bills that start to pile up. And again, this is not just a fireman, but this is a volunteer fireman for Coney County. He didn't have to be out there doing this. He was spending his own time trying to help people, not getting a dime for it, all right? And for him to be injured and I guess the line of duty like that by a drunk driver who's going to hit and run and be left just with all these injuries and the financial burdens, obviously, that are associated with that, it's heartbreaking stuff. So if you are willing and able to help them out in any way, I know that would be so greatly appreciated. I don't know this family other than dealing with the grandfather a couple of different times, helping get tickets, but he's always been just really gracious with me and just been really great to work with. And look, this is this is the Bulldog family, guys. And this is what we do. As a Bulldog Nation, we got to come together in times like this and help people when they need help, right? None of us can solve everything. At least I know I can't, but we can all do our little small part. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do here on the show, just bringing this to your attention. So they are doing a 
a fundraiser right now. It's a raffle. Uh, and again, I'm going to put all the information that you guys need, put links and everything on social media for you guys to be able to donate into buy a raffle ticket if you want. And there's some really cool prizes actually. So not only do you get to help someone, help a fellow bulldog who needs some help, but there's a ton of cool things that they are kind of raffling off. There's, hey, two Georgia Clemson tickets. I know those are astronomical right now, still at this point. So if you're looking for a couple of tickets to, to that season opening game, that big time game in Charlotte, they're raffling off two Georgia Clemson tickets. They're raffling off an autographed Kirby Smart football, four dugout level Braves games. And there's a couple other things as well, but those are a couple of the highlights. So again, I, I, I would just encourage you, if you can, I, I know times can be tight for everybody, but if, if you're willing, if you're able, if, if any way you can, just try to help this family out because I, I think they're certainly going to need as much help as they can possibly get. But all right, guys, that's it for me today here on the Glory UGA podcast. I want to come on here and just make sure we address the Branson Robinson commitment because I think that's a big deal. Hopefully that, that puts a, a few of us at ease. Those of you who might have been a little worked up recently about some of the issues on our, well, the quote-unquote issues on the recruiting trail. So hopefully we feel a little bit better there. And hopefully this is just the start of some momentum to build as we head into the 2021 season. And yes, as promised, I know that we have had to push back the South Carolina scouting the episode yet again. I know that sucks. I know some of you probably tuned in today, hoping for the next edition of our Scouting the Enemy series. And that was originally the plan, I promise. Before, right before I sat down to record, Robinson made his announcement. And so when that happened, I decided to get on here today and cover that while the news was fresh. So to make up for that, for those of you who have been patiently, very patiently waiting for the next Scouting the Enemy episode, we're going to run two of those episodes next week. We'll do South Carolina, and then we will do Arkansas, and that will get us back on track. So I appreciate your patience there. I appreciate you guys understanding. There's just only so much time and only so, only so many episodes you can record each week. This is our third episode of the week, and you just have time for a fourth one. But when you run a podcast like this, sometimes news hits, and you got to be flexible, and you got to be able to adjust your plans. So... Uh, that's what we did, did today, and we'll try to get back on track next week. But today, make no mistake about it, was a great day to be a Georgia Bulldog, and we just might not be done before the 2021 season starts. Just keep that in your back pocket. But all right, guys, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. I'm Tyler. Have an awesome weekend. And as always, go dogs. <laughs>